Welcome to the Sporting Ones podcast, our final instalment of the AFL season preview. And with me tonight, as usual, on the AFL, Hados. How you going, mate? I'm going well, mate. This is uh, the final episode, as you said, of our preview. And um, we've got the big four from last year to, to preview. So let's get into it, mate. I know you're uh, up and about for it because I think we're going to discuss someone who will be coming last in our preview. So to kick it off, a team that finished fourth last year that no one expected to finish fourth when they finished top in the minor round, and that was the Richmond Tigers. The catchphrase, will the Tigers fight and fight and win in 2019? Yes, um, I think that they will bounce back. Um, as you said, they had a really good year last year and really um, other than just the preliminary, preliminary final last year where they were overwhelmed by a uh, rampage in Collingwood, um, they, looked, they looked the premiers uh, from a long way out. So yeah, I think uh, they'll be keen to atone for that and uh, they'll go right to the pointy end of uh, things again this year, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. And look, I think it was... It wasn't just a rampage in Collingwood. I think they thought they were almost home and hose with another home prelim at the uh, preliminary final, but they didn't bank on a Collingwood tsunami of pressure. So anyway, the end... And a Mason Cox performance uh, from the top shelf. One for the ages, that was. That will be talked about for a long, long time. Uh, Probably would have been talked about more had they won the flag, but unfortunately they didn't. Uh, We all know who did. Anyway, ends for Richmond... Big, big in. And when you're talking big, we're talking in size as well. Tom Lynch from the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, hopefully his body will be right and raring to go. He is a massive in. The others are literally just uh, your run-of-the-mill draft picks. They got in Riley, Collier, Dawkins, Jack Ross, Fraser Turner, and Luke English. They're out. They've got rid of a few fringe players. So Reese Conker's gone to, over to Frio under free agency. Sam Lloyd's gone to the uh, Bulldogs for a set of steak knives. Uh, same with Tyson Stengel to Adelaide. Uh, Corey Ellis to the Gold Coast Suns. Anthony Miles to the Gold Coast Suns. And Nathan Drummond, Ben Griffiths and Sean Hampson all are out as well. Yes, um, as you said, there there are a lot of fringe players out there, but it will mean that their their depth gets tested um, when the inevitable injuries start to mount up. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if that sort of affects them, um, you know, when when the occasion calls for it. Uh, as you said, though, Tom Lynch is a huge in, um, and it probably means a few things for their team. Though. They they will structure a little bit differently, um, having the two. Uh, forwards to kick to probably means caddy plays a bit more more of a mobile role so it'll be interesting to see how they adapt to it although you'd have to think that it's it's only going to be a positive move for them with uh, the big t lynch yeah i think maybe it pushes rewalt a little bit further out which look we know he can do that role i don't think that's an issue for jack not anymore he's not 22 he doesn't really get phased by that kind of stuff anymore uh, so I think that means Lynch stays home more, Jack moves up the field more, and look, Jack's probably got one of the best kicks going inside fifty that you'll uh, that you'll see. So I don't think that's an issue for Richmond from that point of view. Players to watch, uh, player I just mentioned about Jack Rewalt, uh, not just for his Mr. Brightside efforts. Uh, Tom Lynch, as we just spoke about as well, Dustin Martin, of course, if he can re 
Fine, refined? No, rekindle that form of 2017 when they won the flag. Recapture, perhaps, maybe? Yeah, recapture, rekindle, not refined. That's not really a word. Uh, Dustin Martin, yes. If he can do that, then they're well on their way to another flag. Uh, Jaden Short really improved last year. Uh, I was very impressed by his work um, off half-back and up the field. He probably ran the most out of any Richmond player, so his endurance levels are huge, and he gives them a lot with his uh, cleanness of disposal as well. Jack Higgins, he's an excitement machine. We saw with that goal, non-goal, um, the fact that he likes to kick a few snags in his first uh, interview with Kelly Underwood. Uh, so he's a bit of fun, a bit of a character, a bit of a larrikin. Not sure how high his IQ is, but his football IQ is right up there. So I'd expect big things from him this season. And Noah Bolter looked impressive in the first JLT game. Maybe I got a bit excited for that. The second JLT game was maybe more what we could expect, but he's one to watch during the season to see if he does actually play. Yeah, I think you probably uh, jotted his name down after the first JLT and uh, probably thought long and hard about crossing it off after the second one. Um, and yeah, Jack Higgins is just a bundle of fun, that, that young man, and uh, destined for another uh, improvement on the back of last year. Um, and yeah, the big question is, how does Dusty respond from his probably underwhelming by his standards, uh, 2018? Uh, maybe there was a touch of a, an injury that he sort of carried throughout the year because he didn't reach those same heights. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll be a lot more hungry this year and that's going to help uh, the Tigers. And I think uh, as a collective, they will be very keen to atone for that uh, preliminary final loss. Yeah, one person I haven't uh, put down on there and that uh, they're very pivotal to the way Richmond play and he has got a... Uh, Brownlow medal now is uh, Trent Cochin. He um, he looked very good that I haven't seen him for a while. I know it's JLT. Calm yourself. But the way he helped them fight back against Hawthorne from 40 points down was reminiscent of a very younger Trent Cochin. I think if he reaches those levels throughout the season, uh, that will help Dusty get off the chain a bit more, I think. Yeah, and he, he tackles as hard as anyone. So, yeah, maybe he sort of uh, ran out of gas towards the end of last year. I don't recall him having too many big games towards the end of the year. So if he can be fit and firing uh, throughout the season, then, yeah, once again, it's going to help them do uh, do better than uh, their end. All right. So last year, their actual season finish was fourth as they got it uh uh, exited from the finals at the hands of Collingwood, but they finished minor round premiers, 18 wins, four losses. Where do we see them this year? I've got them finishing second. I think um, they have got all the ingredients there to remain um, at the top of the AFL uh, ladder or near the top. Um, yeah, and just the, the weight of uh, games that they have at the MCG, a place that they love to play. Big supporter base there, helps them a lot. So, yeah, I think um, a top two finish for them. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I've got them finishing top, and uh, given that they play, yeah, 70 75% of their games at the MCG, yeah, your top two finish for mine. Uh, so that's Richmond in a nutshell. So we head on to another side which had a reasonable season. We got exited at the hands of uh, the Premiers last year, and that's Melbourne Catch. Or the question is, 
can Melbourne finally expel their premier, their 55-year premiership demons? Mm, yes, that's uh, not a bad one there. Uh, yeah, look, they're a chance. Um, they'll probably improve uh, on the back of last year. I can't remember where they finished at the end of the minor round, but uh, their form in the finals was very good until uh, they went over to Optus Stadium and uh, found out how to play football. Um yeah, I think uh, you'll just have to run through their ins and outs for me and uh, we'll do a little summary on on that. I think um, Hogan's a pretty big loss. Yeah, he could be to the way they structure up, but I think they think they found another forward to replace him in Sam Wiedemann at the back end of last season. But their ins, Stephen May from the Gold Coast Suns, huge in for their back line, which I think means they can swing Tommy McDonald permanently forward now. I think that's almost set in stone. Cade College Ashley was pretty much the Jasper Pittard of the Stephen uh, of the uh, Stephen May deal. Uh, Jasper Pittard referring to the Jared Pollock deal for North Melbourne. Free set of steak knives, basically. Uh, Braden Pruce. Now this I found strange because he's back up to Goldstein at North Melbourne. Rarely played. Now he's back up to Max Gorn, and already there's talk that he's not playing round one. I mean, partly due to sort of injury, but. Uh, I just, yeah, it was one that didn't really sit right with me. Uh, their draft selections were Tom Sparrow, James Jordan, Aaron Nietzsche, Marty Hoare, who was touted as a round one bolter, but he may just miss out, and Toby Bedford. They're out. Dom Tyson went to the Kangaroos. So, again, much like Richmond getting rid of their fringe players that they felt had been there too long. Uh, Dean Kent went to St Kilda. With Aaron Vandenberg back, it was probably too much of much of a muchness, like same sort of player that they felt that they wanted Vandenberg rather than Kent. Uh, Harley Balak retired due to, uh, I think, some mental health issues there. Bernie Vince retired after a great career. Uh, Jesse Hogan, as uh, you alluded to, went to Frio. Tommy Bug. Uh, got the listed, went to Carlton, and he's retired. Uh, Lockie Filipovich, Dion Johnston, Mitch King, Pat McKenna, and Cam Pedersen, all gone. Mm. Yeah, there are some uh, notable names on both the ins and outs there. I think uh, Dom Tyson, um, yeah, as you said, he was fringe. He was probably just uh, found himself too far back in the pecking order from his ideal role, which is inside mid um, sort of first choice and uh, just struggled to, to really play his role there at, at different stages. Um, yeah, Hogan's a huge loss. I think uh, Tom McDonald did pretty much play forward for, for most of the year last year when he was fit. I think it probably means that uh, Joel Smith gets swung up forward. It gives him another a tall option. And as you said, they'll, they will be hoping that Sam Wiedemann really comes on and he showed some great signs last year towards the end of the year. Um, is he ready to make that a more consistent uh, thing this year? I'm not so sure, but um, they'll certainly be hoping that uh, they can cover Hogan uh, with those players. Um some uh, pretty good ins, though, at, at the opposite end of the field. Stephen May, he is a great defender. He is prone to a brain fade or two every now and then, um, and he is not playing in round one, so that might mean that Marty Hoare does play in place of him. Um, and I think Cade Collegeasney could be a decent pickup for them because he did show some very good signs at Gold Coast. He just had uh, a lot of concussion issues, getting hit in the head and... Uh, 
probably more other soft tissue injuries along the way too. Just really didn't get a lot of continuity. But when he did, he they looked pretty good. So, yeah, he could be a, a nice little find for them. Um, so, yeah, I reckon that just about does it for their, their list management. Who have you got to uh, to watch from the Melbourne Melbourne team this year? All right, I've got uh, – you, you got to watch the Petrack. Uh, Christian Petracca. He's he's just an absolute bull, but he's got some X factor around him. And if he can just get some consistency in his game, uh, I mean, he is a top three draft pick after all. I think what he needs is just a bigger aerobic capacity because um, ideally they'd probably like him playing a majority of his minutes in the middle, but he just doesn't have that. So they need to play him forward. And um, yeah, if he can get that side of his game, then they've already got a number of balls in there. So... Yeah, they're going to be a big midfield. Yeah, yeah. Some of those, um, some of those uh, players though don't ever get. And Chad Wingard springs to mind for one. Some of those high draft picks that have that explosive X factor don't ever reach or don't ever get that aerobic capacity that you'd love them to have. So they can only ever be a burst type of player. That's almost where I feel that Christian Petrack is at. Clayton Oliver. Um, Absolute beast of a midfielder, just craves the contested ball. Um, one of your mates as well uh, in the uh, ginger variety. Uh, Sam Wiedemann, as we alluded to, big year for him, one to watch. Max Gorn, well, who doesn't love watching Max Gorn? You just On or off the field. Yeah, exactly. Lovable character. We all love Max, uh, unless you're probably Brody Grundy maybe. Um who else? Jack Viney. I haven't got him written down, but Jack Viney's one I want to watch. Uh, he was super throughout the finals, and uh, I think he adds a fair bit, especially being captain. I think they uh, all lift a fair bit when he is on the field with them. And the one that I really want to watch this year, because if he plays the way he did last year, I'm telling you, he's got a brown though in him, and that's Angus Brayshaw. Yeah, he had a fantastic year last year, didn't he? Um, and... He probably falls behind Oliver and maybe Petrarca as far as um, attention from the opposition. So, yeah, if he has another year where he doesn't get that much uh, attention into his game and he gets that space, um, yeah, he could be a, a Brownlow bolter. He did poll very well last year from memory. So, yeah, he, he's um, a fairly, fairly good player. And let's not forget, he didn't play the first three rounds last year either. So imagine he plays those. He could have had a Brownlow already. Yeah, that's right. And I think um, he, even when he came back, he didn't set the world on fire straight away. It was when he got moved into the midfield that things really started to turn for him. So, yeah, if he's, he's played in the right position, um, yeah, he could have a massive year. And I think um, the Melbourne midfield is uh, one of the better ones in the competition. It bats pretty deep. So, yeah. And they finished at the end of last season uh, to the going out at the hands of the eventual Premier's West Coast. They finished third. Their minor round season was 14 wins, eight losses. Pretty sure from memory they finished in fifth because they took on Geelong in the uh, elimination final and beat them. Now, you've got them in a similar position. I think you've got them, by the looks of it, in sixth. And I've got them just edging the top four in fourth. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, they're definitely one to watch. And, you know, they could well finish in the top four. They're very highly rated from a lot of the top experts. So I could be a little bit off there in uh, in my assessment. But, um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see, I think. 
Yeah, they've definitely got all the ingredients there. I just, I do rate other teams ahead of them at this stage. Mate, it's all a guessing game at this time of the season, and all we are on is a hiding to nothing. So that's why we do it. Top two teams from last year now. We're into Collingwood. The catchphrase, the question, is the premiership a cakewalk for the good old Collingwood? I know that is terrible, but I could not think of anything else. (laughs) Yeah, look, I'm pretty big on Collingwood this year. I really like uh, the ins that they got. Um, They didn't have to give up much um, in terms of the playing list for 2019. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, they're in a real real good uh, shape heading um, into 2019. And as we know, they don't like to travel too far from the MCG. So, once again, that home ground factor is going to be huge for them. Yeah, you, uh, you're big on them. Um, yeah, you're th- it's uh, like you said, they've, they haven't given up much. They haven't lost much and they've added a fair bit of depth. So, they've added in Dane Beams has returned to his spiritual home in the Magpies from Brisbane. They've, they've lost a bit in the future, but for right now, they haven't really lost much at all. Jordan Roughhead from Western Bulldogs. That was quite a coup. Uh, bless you, by the way. Uh, that was quite a coup getting them from the Bulldogs, uh, getting him from the Bulldogs, sorry. It just gives them a backup. It means they can play Mason Cox permanent forward. He floats around the ground like he did in the... Uh, like he did in the grand final in 2016. And he's a quality player. Uh, they added via the draft Isaac Quaynor, Will Kelly under the father's son rule, son of uh, Craig Kelly, of course, and Atu Bozen Valagi. What, uh, what nationality is that? I'm not willing to really That's guess, but I'm thinking African maybe. Uh, out, Alex Fasolo went to Carlton under free agency. Jared Blair got the listed, as did Sam McClarty, Adam Oxley, Josh Smith, and Kale Kirby with his heart issue more than likely. Yes, uh, Josh Smith, you, you missed it. Um, maybe only the keen observers found this, but he went to West Coast. Rookie draft? Something like that. All I know is is on the list. Okay, there you go. Well, that could be interesting for West Coast, which I didn't have. There you go. So he must have got on the uh, rookie draft. He also took the time trial off uh, Chris Martin too. Well, okay, that's uh, that's an interesting one. Players to watch now. Obviously, there's Brody Grundy, Dane Beams. Just want to talk about their ins though, because as you said, Dane Beams, he returns to Collingwood. And they were probably already the best midfield in the comp, as well as um, batting very deep. So he just adds to that. And you could, I reckon you could start with any number of their midfield players, either Pendlebury, Adams, Trelaw, Sidebottom, shuffle them around, and they're still going to be the best starting midfield, no matter who you go with out of those guys. And you throw in Dugowie in there as well. So... Yeah, I think that's why I'm so big on them. Their, their midfield depth is just outrageous. And uh, Jordan Roughhead, they probably have him set for a key position uh, defensive post at the moment. He played that in the JLT 2 against Carlton and he looked really good. So with his versatility and um, therefore just that bit of extra insurance because they were probably one big-bodied defender away from uh, keeping out West Coast and, and winning the grand final last year, in my opinion. So, yeah, I think he's a huge inclusion for them and he looked really good. Uh, so, yeah, early stages, uh, 
very good ins. Yeah, no, definitely they are. So as we were going through, Brody Grundy will be one to watch. He always is. Dane Beams, as we said, pretty much the whole midfield. Still side bottom he is an absolute Rolls Royce. Adam Trelaw just looks effortless, as does Scott Pendlebury. Uh, Jordan Goey is that massive X factor, can kick goals out of nowhere, can kick four or five in a hurry. Uh, and then I put down uh, Jaden Stevenson, was uh, one of the f- rookies of the season last year and had some real speed. He is quick. Yeah, and when you think about it, they've also got Jamie Elliott to throw into that mix too, another forward option. Much forgotten about due to his injuries. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really like how they're showing up for the year. And Majacek, if he can keep that role, is um, probably a bit underrated because he's basically unknown from, from last year. Um, so, yeah, and uh, there was one more player I was had in my mind, but his name eludes me. So Lyndon Dunn? Well, yeah, that's at the other end. Oh, um, Callum Brown and also Josh Dacos because they're like really high energy um, defensive type of forwards. But uh, I think they've got a lot to offer those players. So, yeah, they do have – they've got a really good list at the moment. And they will be heavily motivated by the fact that they finished second in a heartbreaking grand final loss. They finished, I think, third from memory, which meant they had to go over and play uh, West Coast and finish second. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then they met again, obviously, in the grand final. So they had 15 wins, seven losses. You've got them top of your pile for the minor round. I've got them in fifth. Okay, fair enough, yeah. Well, just looking at their list, like on paper, I just rate it so highly. Their midfield, I I think I said this about two or three seasons ago. And I thought that that would be a Monty for top four and they didn't even make the finals. But last year they showed what that what they can do. So if they can have that same sort of confidence, Buckley keeps um, reinventing himself as a coach and as a leader. Um, yeah, I'm, I am big on them. So that's why I've got them top. All right, you're channeling your inner Robbo. I'm channeling my Kingy because that's exactly where they had them first and fifth. So there we go. Uh, Don't ever say that again. About you being Robbo? Yeah. Okay. Least favourite journal. Well, he's one of my favourites. All right. Well, if only we'd re- if only we'd done it in reverse. Anyway, um, on to West Coast Eagles. I know you've been waiting this for about oh, probably an hour and a half now since we've done these podcasts that we'd get to West Coast eventually. Will the catchphrase or question? Will the Eagles be flying high? Once again, again, I had to go off the team song. There was nothing else I had. Mm. Nah, uh, poor, but we'll say it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, I've got to tell you, I wasn't that – I had almost no confidence that we'd be winning the grand final uh, at the start of the season last year. Um, so, yeah, I still have my doubts about um, – our consistency throughout the year. I think we really hit top form towards the end of last year, which was great. Um, so, yeah, oh, we're certainly going to be in the mix. We're going to finish, I think we'll finish top four. Um, whether or not we can pull it off again, I'm not so sure, but uh, I hope I'm proven wrong. All right. So, the ends, Tom Hickey from St Kilda, already looking better in these uh, blue and gold colours than what he ever did in the. Uh, Red, white, and black of St. Kilda. Uh, that's pretty much it. There was Xavier O'Neill, Luke Foley, Bailey Williams, Jared 
Cameron and Josh, Josh Smith have come into the lineup. Out uh, the much uh, publicised Scott Lysett went to back to Port Adelaide. Uh, to here, Bayok, Ryan Burrows, Callan England, Malcolm Carpany, Tony Olongo, Luke Partington, all delisted. Mark Lacroix retired on a high, as did Eric McKenzie. Mm, yeah, not quite the same high for Eric McKenzie, but... Um yeah, uh, Scott Lysett is a huge loss because he's so mobile and, and you know can play different roles. Uh, we hope that Tom Hickey can um, sort of fill that void until Nick Nat comes back. I think um, the good thing about having the structure that we do with Vardy or the two Ruckman, Vardy and uh, Hickey, to start the season is we don't ask either of them to be the star Ruckman and, and do it all over the ground. It's they both play their role stay in their positions and um, they do their part, the players around them do the part. So I think that's why it works so well for us. And we do have um, a great spine to, to build off as well. Yep, no, I totally agree with that. So the players to watch here, uh, Andrew Gaff, after he, after he comes back from his two-week uh, suspension rollover from last year, uh, I'm not going to say any more than that. Elliot Yo, Luke Shuey, it's just the names that roll off the tongue. Nick Natanui, when he comes back, I want to see how he plays. Everyone does. Willie Rioli is, is an excitement machine, as is Liam Ryan. Both have got X-Factor personified. Brad Shepard, I want to see how he responds from um, having missed a grand final due to a hamstring injury in the qualifying final. That was a sad story. Uh, Josh Kennedy, I think he can be right back up there if he stays injury-free for the Coleman. Tom Hickey, I want to see how he goes in his first season. Nathan Vardy, I want to see if he can back up last season because I thought he was really, really good. I think he actually played a very important role in not only getting you to the grand final, but played an important role on grand final day because Brody Grundy actually really didn't have too much of an impact that you thought he would. Uh, and Jack Redden, um, underrated, just goes about his business, but showed the form that he showed in Brisbane uh, and as to why West Coast took the chance on him. Uh, so season 2018 finished, as we know, finished up premiers in first. Their regular season wasn't too too dissimilar. They finished second uh, to Richmond, uh, 16 wins, six losses. You've got them. Now, this is surprising. You've got them in fourth playing Collingwood in the first week. Hmm. I've got them in third, and Adelaide fans will be having nightmares because I've got them in third playing Adelaide in second. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I just think on the back of uh, our premiership last year, we will get a bit of a harder draw this time. So um, potentially we won't have the same um, difficulty. We'll have a height of more difficulty, that is, um, this year. Just play more of the, the top eight sides. So that's why I've got it as that. Obviously, we're still going to be very strong at home. Um and uh, our form on the road last year was great, especially in Melbourne. We, we won every game that we played there, so that was good. Um, so, yeah, I, I still am very, very hopeful that we can uh, pull it off again, and I think we're in good shape. Yeah, no, I think you are, and I've been really impressed by your uh, pre-season form that I did actually have to bump you up a few spots from where I actually uh, thought you would be. Um, so that's why you're making the top four. And who knows, as we've seen over the last few years, as long as you're in that top eight, anything can happen. 
That's right. And um, if it were to eventuate that we have an away final first, win that, get the home preliminary final, we can just about say that we'll be there again in the big dance. All right. So we'll go through our 18 sides now just to finish off and then a few little awards that we think will happen throughout the year. So we've had to make a couple of changes based on form, based on just our own personal feelings after JLT. So it hasn't changed too much, but so 1 to 18, I've got Richmond, Adelaide, West Coast, Melbourne. That is my top four. Then I've got Collingwood, GWS, Essendon, and Geelong have changed with the Kangaroos, and Essendon have moved down into seventh based on their JLT form from fourth. Then I've got out of the eight, Kangaroos in ninth, Port in 10th, Brisbane 11th, Sydney 12th, Hawthorne 13th, Fremantle 14th, Bulldogs 15th, Gold Coast 16th, St Kilda 17th, and Adelaide fans will be extremely ecstatic with me because Carlton finished in 18th, therefore Adelaide get an extremely high draft pick. Mm, yes, so we look in our lips if uh, that were to eventuate. Um, my ladder for the year, I've got Collingwood on top, Richmond second. I've bumped up Adelaide into third. I think um, maybe my bias was probably a little bit too harsh on Adelaide and maybe even Tex Walker. So they go up to third. Um, they'll have a great year. They'll definitely respond from last year. There's no doubt about that. West Coast fourth. Um, Essendon in fifth. Yes, on the back of their JLT form, it hasn't been great. I'm not that worried, but um, yeah, I still think they'll make the finals. Um, GWS in sixth. I've got Geelong. Wait, who am I missing in seventh? Oh, sorry. Melbourne were seventh. Were sixth. GWS seventh. That's my mistake there. Geelong in eighth. Kangaroos in ninth. Uh, Brisbane 10th. 11th Sydney. Fremantle in 12th, although I'm a little bit edgy on them now. Maybe they'll be a little bit lower than I thought. Hawthorne in 13th. I don't think they're going to have too great a season. Port in 14th. I might change St. Kilda to 15th. Bulldogs 16th. And Carlton 17th. Gold Coast 18th. Right. So there we go. Locked in. No more changes. That's what we think. We'll get absolutely ripped apart at the end of the season when that's totally wrong, as it always is. Um, so we're going to go through what who we think is going to win the Brownlow, the Rising Star, the leading goal kicker, who's going to be the biggest improver, who's going to be the, have the biggest fall, our grand finalists, our premiers, and then, of course, who can forget uh, Spud's Golden Fist Award off the bounce We'll predict that as well, even though really it falls to rounds every season. I want to see something different. So my Brownlow medalist, as I alluded to in the preview, I've got Angus Brayshaw bringing it home. On the back that he finished third in the Brownlow last season, I reckon usually if you do that, you're under the umpire's watch. He continues to play the same way. I think he wins it. Rising star, you can't go past. Now that there's an injury to Isaac Rankin for the first two months, I can't go past Sam Walsh. That's just a given. Uh, leading goal kicker, I've got your man, Josh Kennedy. I think he regains his form, fitness. I think it's a no-brainer. I think the new rules suit him. I think he's leading goal kicker. Uh, Golden Fist, I've got Tommy Jonas. Grand finalists, I've got Melbourne and Adelaide. Wow, 
And then I've got as premiers Melbourne, the favourite son of Adelaide, Simon Goodwin, winning the premiership against them. What a story that is. Biggest improver, I've got Adelaide and Essendon. Your biggest fall, I've got Sydney and Hawthorne. That is how I see it. Over to you, Hados, for yours. Very nicely done, Mr. Rowe. Um, Brownlow, for me, is danger. History says he polls very well. And he's looking like um, he's fit once again. So I'm expecting a huge season from him. Uh, Rising star would be silly to say anyone else, but Sam Walsh at this stage, he looks like a ready-made midfield star already. Um, Golden Fist, Talia, I rate him very highly as a defender. Probably the best at shutting down an opponent. Doesn't really offer too much um, going the other way, but uh, boy, he surely can uh, put the clamps on. Um, leading goal kicker, I have gone a West Coast player, but I'm going to say Darling. I think um, he'll hit the season running. He's had a great preseason. Kennedy's probably just not quite right um, at this stage. He may play round one. It might be round two at home. Um, biggest improver, I think Adelaide. They're definitely going to bounce back from uh, their season last year. Uh, biggest fall for me is Hawthorne. I think uh, they really are going to miss Tom Mitchell and um, haven't really had too much come come in. Uh, grand finalists, I've got Richmond and Collingwood, the top two that I had. And I think Collingwood will win the premiership. There we go. So season preview done for 2019. Wow, that went quick. The weeks went by and suddenly we're only literally a week away. Right now would be pretty much the first bounce next week. So that's incredible. Now, we've got a um, listener question from Andrew uh, who also, like, uh, I I noticed your nice apology about Tex there. He will be happy with that. Also, congratulations to uh, Tex on the uh, wedding on the weekend. Uh, Nice engagement party that turned into a wedding. So congrats. Save himself some money. That's right. Now, Andrew has asked us to do a side of 18 players and you must only pick one player from each club. They only have to be on the list. They can be injured at the moment. So I'm going to go through my side and then we're going to go through yours. We'll let the people decide who they prefer. I've got Ben Brown at full forward. North Melbourne. Jade Gresham in a forward pocket from St. Kilda. Robbie Gray from Port Adelaide in the other forward pocket. Tom Lynch from Adelaide on that half-forward flank, playing that high half-forward role. Jesse Hogan from Fremantle at centre-half-forward. Patrick and Dangerfield from Geelong at high half-forward. Very good. Um, Maybe we'll just go with a little bit of a different theme here and we'll say who our players are going to match up on. Okay. All right. What's your back on? Should they uh, should they not interweave, which they might at some stage through the middle. Um, so Nick Smith, great lockdown defender. He'll go to Robbie Gray. And he's from Sydney. From Sydney, yep. Uh, Michael Hurley will go to Big Bren Brown. Rory Laird to play on Gresham in the back pocket. Suckling to rebound from defence. Ooh, the suckling pig. Uh, Harris Andrews to play centre-half back from Brisbane. Liked what I saw from him last year. And Elliot Yo to just roam across the halfback flank and do as he pleases. All right. Let's see who roams across the middle. So I had Dangerfield as vice-captain in the high-house forward role as well. So I've got as a ruck, I've got Brody Grundy 
with McRae and Cripps for support. And through the middle, I've got Angus Brayshaw just roaming on a wing, Tommy Mitchell in the centre, and Josh Kelly. Mm, okay, so this is where it is going to be uh, players playing on themselves. Although I've gone with Gorn to match up on uh, Grundy. Cripps can go head-to-head with P. Cripps. Danger starts in the middle for me, and I've got Dusty in the middle in the centre line, that is. Uh, Josh Kelly on the wing, he can match up on himself once again, and Sidey on the wing um, up against Brayshaw. Okay, well, I'm going to let you continue because you say your forwards and then I'll say my backs. Okay, so Jack Billings on the half-forward flank. He can uh, roam up the ground on the wing, be that link man. Uh, Jack Gunston to also provide similar um, role, just with a bit taller and maybe a bit more marking prowess. Nat Fife as well to do just to be a big target up there and um, maybe catch uh, one of your defenders napping. Peter Wright. From Gold Coast. It was hard to find a Gold Coast player, to be honest, which is a bit sad for them. But uh, two-meter Peter, he'll be a huge target for the boys to kick to. And Ben Brown on the lead. Not many players are going to be able to stop and get their hands around his big jukes. And Robbie Gray just lurking in the forward line. Yeah, no, well, look, I'm going to go with uh, Jared Harbrow is going to just run off Jack Billings. Uh, that's the only Gold Coast player I could find. Now, I've noticed your uh, little uh, defensive line there. So, Hurley's going to switch to a back pocket. I'm going to have Witherden on uh, Gunston just for a little bit of, again, runoff. Uh, but he's going to have to play a little bit tight on Gunston. Uh, Jake Lloyd's going to just run off Fife, although Fife's got him covered in the air. I've got my captain in the back pocket, and he will just uh, make sure Robbie Gray does not kick a goal and that's Shannon Hearn. Uh, Alex Rance, well, if anyone's going to catch Benny Brown on the lead, it's going to be Rance. Uh, he'll cut off the lead. Don't worry about that. And then, obviously, Hurley then goes to two-metre Peter. And, look, not, not many players can match up on two-metre Peter, but I think Hurley can cover him uh, at least in the leap and uh, the defensive aspects of the punch. Mm, very good, yes. Uh, that was uh, a little fun exercise. I enjoyed that, and... Uh yeah, other than, other than Gold Coast, it was um, yeah hard to hard to pick at times, but uh, yeah, nice exercise. Yeah, no, it wasn't too bad. I I enjoyed it. So if you've got any of those sort of aspects uh, in terms of um, that, or any questions, any thoughts like that, by all means, yeah, let us know, and we're happy to uh, share it on the uh, podcast, which you can sub- subscribe to on. Uh, iTunes or on uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, any of those, you can uh, download it off that. Uh, Obviously, Anchor, the one we perform off, and CastBox. Uh, You can send those queries through to Instagram at The Sporting One or uh, comment on the Facebook page or post on the Facebook page at The Sporting One or even tweet on at at one underscore sporting. So by all means, we're always uh, we're accessible that way. So that pretty much brings us to an end of the season preview. We will just quickly head to a new episode for AFL Fantasy, which we're excited about. And we'll share then that we've got a league up and running for the sporting one. So let's... Uh, Let's end this episode and get right into the AFL Fantasy. We'll see you soon.